Hey, sports fans. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Hosk, and I'm playing QB for the Denver Broncos this week. I'm Jones, and I'm going to watch that disaster from my couch. I'm Kudo, and I'm still waiting for my call from John Elway and the Broncos. Let's get into sports and stuff. What are we talking about? I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Or not. Ball into the wind of it is first up for just a bit outside. You're an announcer with a long stick from time to time. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Sunday coffee, the golden goal. It's funny to me, too. Screw them. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. On tonight's episode, we're recapping an eventful week in the NFL. We're not sure if the Steelers and Ravens are even going to play this week. Kick like a girl, now a thing in the NCAA football. The NBA anonymous tip line is back for the 2021, 20, 2020, 2021 season. You got it. And as always, we're ending the show with our rare stakes. This is Into Sports and Stuff. All right, boys, pretty action-packed week um, in the NFL. Lots of drama, lots of COVID, uh, lots of storylines. Uh, where do you want to start? The good, the bad, or the ugly? Let's start with the bad right in the middle right in the middle yeah all right um so the bad consists of the rams and the raiders who they suck we just can't figure out week week to week we just cannot figure those fucking teams out like it just it's kind of a piss off as a sports gambler that you just never know which one's going to show up raiders look like world beaters anytime they play the chiefs but then they play uh who they play the Falcons this week? They yeah, they played the Falcons. Terrible. Yeah, Rams. You know, couldn't move the ball. Their defense is all all world. Like they got an unbelievable defense, but their their offense was terrible. Like except for one drive against the the 49ers, who half their defense is on the uh, injured list. They were terrible. Like that that game was just bad all around. Yeah, it was it was an awful football game. I didn't watch much of it. Um, but that being said, if last week we were talking about the Rams being Super Bowl contenders and then they go in and play the 49ers and just look like garbage, it's almost like playing down to your competition, you know? And uh, if you want to be a Super Bowl contender, you can't do that kind of stuff. I agree for sure. Um, I got some more didn't... bad. I got some more bad. Yeah, we got lots of bad. What about <laughs> There's not very the, much uh, good. There's no, only but... there's only one one good thing on the list. What about and, and the, it could uh... even be bad if you're a if you're a Vikings fan. Yeah, I guess. What about um, the Thanksgiving Day games? They were pretty shitty. Oh my god, they were pretty shitty. But just like I predicted, the Lions Lions were going to lose that one. Just like I said, uh, I'm pretty sure you picked. The you Lions. picked the Lions, did you not? Pretty sure the Lions were going to lose. I'm pretty sure I think you, you guys need both to get losers. Your, check your hearing. Like, there's no way I said that. Yeah, you did. No one would pick the Lions. You. Oh, well, you and Dane. Dane. Dane would pick the Lions yeah. for sure. I don't know why he, he's a he's a Lions fan. I don't know how he came Lions. about to be a Lions fan. Both those games were terrible, though. Um, the, only, the only good news that came out of it is the the Lions finally fired uh, head coach, and uh, so Patricia's gone. They fired the GM. Can't remember the GM's name, but you know they're both run out of town at least. So yeah, maybe Probably maybe the next time. group have better luck. You know, gives the Lions something to look forward to for the next three or four years. So they got they got hope for the next three years until uh, until the next group can't get the job done. 
so so two things. One, do you think Matt Patricia is a head coach again, or do you think he goes back to be a defensive coordinator somewhere? Defensive coordinator somewhere else. I think the answer is yes to both of those questions. I, I think he's going to be a defensive coordinator again, but I think he's a good defensive coordinator, so he'll probably get another head coaching job somewhere down the line. Okay, and then two... Do you think the Lions go into rebuild mode and trade Matt Stafford? Hmm. Really throwing out the tough questions this week. That that is a tough question because maybe. Well, here's the thing: I you can rebuild, but you're not going to get like there's no currency in the NFL for for trades like it, especially at Stafford's age. So you're you're not going to really get anything for him to trade him. You know, maybe a second round pick, maybe like if you're lucky. It, and who are you going to replace him with, right? Like the odds of getting a quarterback that's consistently up to Stafford's level is is pretty terrible. Like the only rationale is that you get rid of Stafford, you go full tank, and you're committing to like a six or seven year you know, rebuild the, they could do a quick rebuild because of the fact that they have a quarterback that, you know, that's somewhat efficient. They just have to put some weapons around him because he's got, he's usually got no offensive line, no running backs, no wide receivers, no defense. Like, I don't know where they spend all their money, but they'd never seem to be able to put a team on the field around them. Yeah. Like right now, if they were to end the season, they'd be picking somewhere around eleven. So chances are you could probably find a QB in around that number. You know, might have to trade up to get one for sure. Um, There's no way they're going to get one or two. Like that's the Jets and Jacksonville, right? Cincinnati's sitting at three. So they're not going to be looking for a quarterback at this point. Um, So that might be someone you can trade back, trade around with. Um, But I don't think they're going to get a starter this year. But in the same sense, I think that maybe not so much the Lions, but Matt Stafford might be trying to push to get out, right? Like, he want, I think he might want to go and prove that he is a top-level competitor. Um, and yeah. playing, playing for a team like the Lions, I don't think, I don't think he's going to be able to show that just because the Lions are who we thought they are. Yeah, Shit. I think that's... I think that's a good you know it, it, it's really i think up to stafford like it, there's there's no i don't even think they would take a quarterback this year i don't think it's what their, their biggest need i think you can if, if you move on from stafford i don't think you want to go right to a rookie because you get that comparable i think you would rather take sam darnold off the scrap heap once you know the jets pick up uh, uh trevor lawrence or um What's his name out of uh, out of Ohio State? Ohio State. You know when State. they, t- yeah, when they take a when they take a quarterback high, you know Sam Darnold's a fourth year guy who's got some potential still. You know maybe you bring him into that dumpster fire, you know let him succeed or fail, uh, and then you can bring a quarterback in behind. I don't think you do a, a I don't think you do the organization any favors by trying to replace Stafford, who's been their only consistent player the last. 10 years, yeah. however long he's been in the league. They could even look at maybe even trading for like a Carson Wentz because 
I don't know. I think his his days are becoming slowly numbered in Philadelphia as well. Yeah, he's got a big ticket though. So the only problem you trade for him, are you going to be able to help improve your team in other areas? Now I was, I thought I heard something about um, if they do, if if they do trade Carson Wentz, that the Eagles still have to eat some of his salary or something like that. I'm not sure why, but I was listening to the radio, and that's why they're saying that they don't it's think probably he's like be deferred. Traded. It's probably like a deferred cap hit or something because they can move money around on the yeah. cap, but it it's got to go on at some point. So like he might be making. $30 million with only 10 counting against the cap. Um, but then the, that other $20 has got to get counted at some point, right? So. Yeah. that I think that's what it was. But So it's the same sense. Like, Do the Eagles really want to get rid of someone that they're going to be paying, say, $20 million to just to get them off the field? Or are they just going to throw them on the bench and say, here, you can play backup, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's 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 the conundrum for them. I I think they would be better keeping him, you know, trying out Jalen Hurts and having Wentz as your backup, eat that money while Wentz isn't or while Hurts isn't making anything, and then and then you move off him, you know, the in two years or or after that. But worst case, you know, Hurts doesn't do anything, and then you go back to Wentz. It's not the end of the world. Once is capable, he just tries to do too much. Um, big stories of the week. Uh, actually, I'll do the good news first. We'll go into the good news where we get into the ugly with uh, with all the COVID. Um, so uh, the Panthers had um, made football history. Let's say they made football history. Uh, one of their defensive backs, his name's Chin. Never heard of the guy before. He scored defensive touchdowns on back-to-back offensive plays. So he had, I think they were both fumble recoveries too. He Two scoop and scores, back-to-back plays. One was a, a Cousins uh, fumble. One was a uh, Dalvin Cook fumble. So he, he scored on the Cousins fumble. You know, they kicked the extra point. They kicked off next offensive play. Um, Dalvin Cook gets stripped fumbles Chen picks it up again and runs it in so he had back-to-back touchdowns on back-to-back offensive plays which uh, it was the first time in Panthers history that a defensive player had scored twice in the same game and first time in NFL history I'm pretty sure that uh, a player a defensive player scored touchdowns on back-to-back offensive plays yeah I would think so I think you're right Kuda looks perplexed he's trying to figure out how it uh yeah came together there Sorry. He's just clicking around, looking at some uh, some porn or something, you know. <laughs> no, just uh, looking at we some don't, articles. Don't do it for you, Kudo. <laughs> He's looking at some articles. Do you care to share what they are? No, not no, no, because it's not NFL related. Sorry. Oh, okay. Don't worry about it. Um, we had another firing. The Jags fired their GM. Uh, so they're they're probably pissed off that they won that first game of the season. They're not going to get Trevor Lawrence because <laughs> otherwise yeah. there's a yeah I don't know. I, I, these in season moves doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. But, yeah, you know, but what, like, who are they competing against for the, the last place? Jets. The Jets. Oh, so winning that game does affect them. 
Because yeah. the, they yeah. won it in week one, so they you know technically they were still they had playoff aspirations still at the time that they won. Yeah, the they were undefeated. Yeah, they were they were leading the conference because they it was a divisional win too. Yeah, so they, were, they were first in the or first in the division after uh, after week one. I guess first tied for first in the conference too. Yeah, they, yeah, so they were. What, they what a fall from grace for the Jags there. They thought they were going all the way seven or sixteen and zero. Okay, so boys, COVID is running rampant in the NFL right now. A um, lot of teams are being affected. Uh, the Forty ers are being forced to move their Week Thirteen and Week Fourteen home games to Arizona, as Santa Clara County in uh, California, where they uh, where their stadium is. Uh, is restricting contact sports right now due to increasing COVID numbers. So they're going to Arizona. Uh, funny thing about the move here is that um, per 100,000 people, I think Santa Clara County has 27 cases and uh, Arizona has uh, 53 cases. So like double. <laughs> but, you know, you know, whatever, it's the state's. We also have uh, some major delays with the Ravens and Steelers game. Uh, they were originally supposed to play Thanksgiving night. We knew that one got moved last week. Got moved to Sunday. Then it got moved to Tuesday. Now it's we're recording on Tuesday. It's been moved to Wednesday. We think it's going to go ahead on Wednesday. Um, afternoon game because of the tree lighting ceremony uh, that NBC's got to cover at night. Uh, but I guess we'll... Uh, We'll, we'll see if they get it in tomorrow or not. Did you hear that tree lighting ceremony gets like 6.5 million viewers? So that's why they didn't like push that ceremony for the football game. It's pretty crazy. Um, the Ravens okay. are just fucking I everything that up. that makes sense. Screwing everything up. They're even screwing yeah. up next week's uh, schedule. Yeah, they pushed Thursday now. And there's no, no Thursday, Thursday nighter. Game. Yep. With the they're supposed to play the Cowboys on Thursday night. That game's now pushed to hopefully next Tuesday. Yep. Um who else got moved to Monday night? The Steelers game next week got moved to Monday night. And the Bills game or no, the Bill game was always Monday, wasn't it? Yeah. I feel like the Steelers are getting the short end of the stick here. They're supposed to get like a extended week off playing like Thursday and then having that week and then till Sunday to play their next game. Now they're playing Thursday or Wednesday and Monday, so they kind of lose that extended break. I guess they got it on the front end, but still, they've they've done nothing wrong this year. Like no real COVID cases to slow them down, and uh, twice now they've been pushed due to COVID from other teams. So, kind of sucks for them. Yeah, really sucks for the Steelers, but uh, you know, you know who it really sucks for. Who's that? Yeah. The Denver Broncos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so the Denver Broncos had to play this Sunday uh, without any quarterbacks on the roster. Uh, one of the court quarterbacks tested positive for COVID. And uh, there was a brief time period, I guess, where they were all within close contact, I guess, and none of them were wearing their mask. So protocol said, okay, it doesn't matter. You're close contact, you're all out. So this came down on like Saturday. Because it was a home game, they didn't have to travel. They just said, you guys aren't ineligible, essentially. So they started a, uh undrafted rookie wide receiver off the practice squad at quarterback. Uh, ran a lot of Wildcat. 
They completed one pass on the day. He was one for nine. One for nine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, long day at the office for the uh, for the Denver Broncos. I think, I think Homer Simpson really sums it up best. Telegram. Project Arcturus couldn't have succeeded without you. This will get you a little closer to that dream of yours. It's not the Dallas Cowboys, but it's a start. Drop me a line if you're on the East Coast. Hank Scorpio. Oh, the Denver Broncos. I think owning the Denver Broncos is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, explain to me why it isn't. <sighs> you just don't understand football, Marge. One of the uh, classic Simpsons uh, Simpsons clips there. But awesome. Yeah. The Love Denver it. Broncos. Oh. Did you guys see the meme of, uh, I think it was Vaughn Miller practicing at quarterback? Yeah. I would have liked to see him play, but he's on IR with a torn Achilles or something like that. So yeah. He couldn't, he's like, I'm a pocket passer. I don't need the ankle. The ankle's fine for that. I just don't need to run or something. Yeah. I'll just stay in the pocket all day. Um, any other football stories? Well, did um, you... My Titans, my Titans put a beating on uh, on the Colts. I don't know if you guys saw that one. Yeah, who cares about uh, your Big team? time beating. <laughs> uh, big time rare stakes victory for me there. Um, well, well, Kev, we gotta we gotta do our suicide picks, eh? You know. Well, you before know you do that, can I just say something about the Broncos? Do you guys see that they actually tried to get one of their, I think it was their coaches, to go as their uh, quarterback? Really? But, but the the NFL said no. Maybe, Maybe the quarterback's coach. I don't know if it was a quarterback's coach or what, but they tried to get one of their their coaches to be their quarterback, and the NFL said no. We're not having huh. that. That's pretty uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, I just wanted to point that out about the Broncos. That's how hurting they are. They came and get their coaches to fucking be their quarterback. He was probably in the meetings with the guys without the mask. Probably. He was probably sitting at home, too, watching the game on his couch. Could have been. I bet you he was watching a different game because he knew how bad it was going to be. <laughs> the funny thing is they were playing against Taysom Hill and, uh, and his running offense. Just kind of wildcat versus wildcat that game. Yeah. 39 days, 20 people, one survivor. On clip. Oh. Gonna have to get Pat to cut that out. It was more like. We're killing it in, whatever. We all make mistakes. Blooper show. Okay, Jones, how'd your, uh, how'd your survivor pick do last week? Uh, we got a dub. I'd say it was never in doubt, but uh, it could have been in doubt for a little bit. I took the Browns against the Jags. Squeaked it out, but we're, we're still going, so that's all that matters. How'd you do? Yeah, never in doubt. Um, I took the Giants. Um, <laughs> dominant performance um, start to finish. Uh, I turned it off about, you know, started the fourth quarter because it was well in hand. I don't think anything dramatic happened after that no i don't think so either yeah. no uh i was a little nervous when uh uh what's his name what's the, what's the quarterback for the giants name i gave daniel jones daniel jones there we go should have known that daniel jones yeah um, <laughs> he, uh, what did he towards pulled his hamstring or something yeah something to his hamstring yeah so uh, i got a little nervous there 
Bengals and like made it a, a two point game. I'm like, there's no way they can do this to me again. There's no way. They got close, uh, but yeah, they got close. Thank God. Uh, thank God I'm still alive. There you go. So, uh, who are you going to take this week? Against my better judgment. Yeah. I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings. Oh. I think they're taking, They're playing the Jags. They're at home. We know the Jags haven't won a game since week one. I'm doing it. Taking the Vikings. Wow. Wow. Okay. Impressive. Well, you know... I look to look. I'm going to look for a team to have a big bounce back this week, and I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders against the Jets. Taking um, the easy way out. Well, I'm taking the Raiders because they laid an egg last week, and I yeah, think, I think Gruden's going to be going to be all over them. So I think they're going to come out. They're going to come out strong, and. Uh, I like I like this pick. They take the team that plays down to their opponents against the worst team in the league. Yeah, exactly. Like nothing could go wrong with that one. Nothing yeah. at all. Nothing at all. This could be the Jags' time to get a chance to get Trevor Lawrence. This, that's it, right? So yeah. I'm just trying to give you a chance to win back-to-back Survivor pools, Kev. This it might be the first ever. It might be. We might even we might even have time to get a third one in if uh, well, please. If, if, if the way Kudo <laughs> picks teams. The way Please? Kudo picks teams, he'd be out in freaking week one again. Because Kudo, who'd you pick last week again? Oh, just the this... random pick, yeah. Yeah, I put I took the Raiders, so I don't think uh, you should be taking them this week. Well, no, because you're not taking them, so I'm going to take them. <laughs> Are they playing a bird team? Yeah. No, they're playing yeah. an airplane. Or is a jet considered an airplane? Yeah, I guess it's jet. yeah. It's a, what, it's a jet. what else would a jet be? Ah, it's a jet. It's not an airplane. It's a jet. Oh, okay. It still flies in the in the, in the sky. Yeah, right? it still flies in the sky. You got it. <laughs> All right, Kuda, you got a fun fact for us? Uh, yes, I do. Considering I was watching the Dallas game, and uh, Kuda, fun facts. Antonio Gibson, first rookie to score three touchdowns on Thanksgiving since 1998, and the player who did it back in 1998 also did it against the. The Dallas Cowboys, and that was Randy Moss. You got mossed. That's probably when he celebrated on the star, wasn't it? Uh, did he celebrate on the star? I thought that was more like a T.O. thing when he celebrated on the star and it got rammed. Oh, maybe it was T.O. That I was T.O. Yeah. Speaking of scoring lots, Randy of Moss did the moon. Yeah, he right. like yeah, but it wasn't Randy Moss Dallas. did the mooning. Speaking um, of touchdowns, I just want to throw. Oh, I'll I'll wait. I'll keep that one for later. I'm just saying, I'm I'm really surprised that that stellar uh, Cowboys run defense was able to uh, get exposed by the football team like that. Uh, yeah, oh they're, my god, they're stellar all around. That's all that we got to talk about. Fucking terrible that game. It was hard to watch on Thursday. Well, despite their terrible record, they're still only a game and a half out of the division lead. Half game because they don't hold the tiebreaker with any of the teams that are ahead of them. Hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> Let's start next year. <laughs> oh, Jones. All right, well, thanks for that fun fact, Kudo. You're welcome. Uh, breaking news. Oh, breaking news. I got something here that's uh, 
Big Brother. Oh, Big Brother too. Oh, I think Big Brother's off the soundboard. That for production quality, Pico just added that back to the soundbar on the fly. Okay, Kudo, what's the breaking news? So it was just brought to my attention that Christmas and Memphis are dating. Yes, you heard that here. They're dating. Apparently they were spotted in Florida in November together. And the funny thing is Memphis posted a pic of his, I guess, now ex-girlfriend and on September 24th. And it was like a like so I guess he wasn't married. I thought he was. So then I guess Christmas posted a pic on her Instagram of her and Memphis together not too long ago and she said that love was not found, it's built. And she tagged him and said unexpected. All right. All right. So that's wow. some big brother breaking news right there. Memphis and Christmas. Are dating and they weren't looking for love on the show either as you could tell because i thought maybe her and enzo might have a thing after the show but that wasn't a thing i think enzo's got too many kids for her well he's only got two she's got one i feel like he's got like probably like seven illegitimate childs so no children. her and memphis each have a child so that they could have bond over that being single parents you know there you go and she kept saying too that like Memphis was her guy, and that she was really upset and stuff. So there was they had a connection there, and obviously they took it beyond, and now they're dating. I like it, Kudo. Good, good breaking news. Thank you. Really been controlling the. the What's your uh, source on this one? The E News. Uh, I don't like to reveal my sources. Uh, That's hope, fair. Hope you. Uh... I hope you. Uh, I hope you just uh, checked the sources before you broke that on this this hard hitting podcast. You know, we don't want to. No worry, the sources uh, are good. We don't have fake news haters coming after us. Yeah, we don't want our listeners to uh, get mad at us here. No, they won't. The source is very good. Okay, so we had a um, we had a, a first in the world of collegiate sports over the weekend. Um, Sarah Fuller became the first woman to play in Power 5 men's college football. Um, she's a kicker, um, and she, uh, she dressed, got into the game. Um, she was involved in the second-half kickoff, kind of a pooch-squib half-onside kick type. It, they didn't let her kick it deep, it, but, but it was an intentional short kick. It was kind of a weird, uh, weird kick. Uh, that was her only appearance in the game. Um, not by her fault, though. Uh, only appearance in the game because her team sucks. Terrible. And they got absolutely run out of the barn. I think it was 43 to nothing or something like that, that game. Horrible. But, uh, right. Congrats to uh, Vanderbilt and uh, Sarah Fuller for uh, breaking down walls. Did you hear that she had some haters getting after her because of that squib kick that, like, I'm sh- she, yep. the team came out and said, like, that was the play call. She kicked it how they wanted her to kick it. She had some haters come after her saying, like, what was she doing? Like, just awful kick. 
And of she course. shows that yeah, it was clearly a, it was clearly a set play. They yeah. were trying to just like bounce it in and catch him off guard or something. Yeah, and then they so then she posts this thing to her Instagram where she gets the she's a goalie in soccer, and uh, she had the ball just on the outside of her eighteen yard box for a free kick, boots it all the way downfield, and. Guy just vo- or the girl just volleys it into the net for like a, an assist from like a ninety yard p- pass, basically. So she's like, "I can kick a ball, don't worry." Yeah, she <laughs> definitely can. Yeah, but that's a set play, I think. Like uh, someone said that it happens a lot in high school football. I believe they do that. Yeah, trying to just catch someone off guard, trying to get the ball, maybe you know, get the ball so they can maybe kick a field goal because they they're that bad. They can't get the ball the other end of the field. Yeah, yeah. it was the start of the second half. They were down. So, you know, you try to, without being a, a direct onside kick, it's kind of a, you, you protect a bit of field position, but you, you know, hope to uh, catch him off guard. Hope to kick it to somebody that's not, uh, you know, that's in a, in a blocking position out there, like a, a linebacker in that second level. And uh, you never know. So, yeah, definitely a set play. But good on the coaches for getting her in there, though, considering, you know, his te- their team is so terrible that they couldn't even get yeah, good, good awareness on the coaches yeah. knowing that the second half kickoff. <laughs> it's a good thing they, they didn't get the ball to the second half or it might have been a long day for her. Yeah. yeah. Um, they would have had to put her out to punt or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, other college football news. I don't know if you guys saw, but Jarrett Patterson, the running back for the Buffalo – Oh, God, is it the Bulls? I think it's the Bulls. University of Buffalo. Um, he he had himself a day. He rushed for 409 yards and eight touchdowns. And that did not set a record. It tied a record for most touchdowns in a game in collegiate football. Um, but I also heard that they had the ball first and goal inside the last two minutes of the game and the coach took him out and put in the second second string running back and he punched the ball in for the for the last touchdown of the game so the coach comes out later and says he didn't know how many touchdowns the running back had and whatever but he could have broke a record yeah as a team what are they they had something like what well, it was it was it was stupid. It was like 600 rushing yards and 10 TDs or something like that between the two running backs. They had 510 yards rushing, 10 touchdowns, and they only had 148 yards passing. So why why would you why would you ever throw the ball when you can have that kind of production on the ground? Yeah, exactly. No kidding. Run all day. That's what the Broncos were hoping to have last weekend. Yeah. Run, Forrest, run. <laughs> Um, anything else? College, college, uh, college sports, college basketball is back. Um, Xavier Musketeers four and zero to start the season. Yeah, yeah, nothing really in college basketball. North Carolina uh, started with a good uh, three victories as well, so they're three and zero, playing in the Maui Invitational right now. They play in the finals tomorrow against Texas. Maui, that's in Hawaii, right? It is, but they're actually not playing it in Hawaii this year. They're playing it in 
Asheville, North Carolina, I think. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the Hawaii shut down. Like they closed the island off to. Uh, I think so. Like Atlantic Canada. Yeah, they're like we don't want your COVID asses out here. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame them. <laughs> Me either. Uh, okay, NBA. Um, some big news in the NBA announced this week. The anonymous tip line is back. The uh, the whistleblower line. Uh, for uh, teams and individuals that are breaking uh, COVID uh, protocols is back for the season. Not in the bubble, though, so be a little harder to snitch, I think. But um, it's uh, it's back. It's in play. Yeah, but now they're only going to snitch, snitch on their own team. Like, Is that what it is? Just for the own team? You can't well, snitch basically, on the other team? Like if, if you're not in a bubble, how are you going to snitch on another team? Like. Well, what if you see them out at the bar? Hey man, I was out at the club last night and I saw this guy. <laughs> yeah, <from> exactly. <laughs> like, you can't snitch on anyone that's not on your team. I was at the strippers and, uh, you know, I saw the whole team walk. I mean, I wasn't there. I mean, a friend of mine. I, was, I was at the strip club getting some wings, <laughs> yeah, get- um, some takeout. And I saw, <laughs> I saw just- Lou Williams uh, sitting in the front row. <laughs> I was just getting the wings. best buffet in Atlanta at the strippers. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Um, also, I, I don't really have low expectations for this NBA season and them getting it in. I just don't know how they're going to do it. Um, first day of camps were supposed to open today. A bunch of teams opened. Uh, the Warriors could not open because they have two players test positive already. So the Warriors camp is uh, is delayed. Like it, I think this season is just going to be a dumpster fire for the NBA. Yeah, like, well, we said the same thing about baseball, and somehow baseball managed to to do it. I think I think the problem with the NBA is they're not really restricting their travel. I think the problem with the NBA is, like, they're flying all over the country. Um, when we looked at baseball, baseball, I think, did it smart, at least kept their teams kind of in a sort of bubble where they were, like, you know what I mean? Like, the East played in the East, Central played in the Central, and the West played out West. Yeah. Um, I think the NBA letting them go all over the place is probably not what what might derail the NBA. But like, I don't know. Well, even like the MLB, the spread wasn't as significant in the warmer climate season, right? So yeah, uh, there were you know it wasn't it wasn't the same you know for it wasn't the same state of of affairs right now like so there was still spread it was still spreading in the u.s but it was at a it was at a down peak because it didn't spread as much within the uh, um, the warm climate now that the temperature is dropping the cases are through the roof right oh yeah even in canada the cases are on the rise because of uh because the temperature is changing and you're touching more surfaces you're and because of the holidays up. and everything yeah you're well you're inside more um so you're touching more surfaces so um it's it, it's going to be a. It's going to be very interesting. It's going to be interesting if the NHL comes back, but it's going to be very interesting to see what the NBA tries to do here. Um, I don't know how they're going to protect this. You know, three billion dollars in revenue that they're trying to get out of their TV deals. It's going to be. It's going to be interesting. Um, so yeah, and then they. What else was I going to say about the NBA? I saw um, Doc Rivers said something today about the COVID protocols, and if one of the 
one of the big players goes down or gets gets infected, you know, he's out for 14 days. And, you know, that's like eight games for a team in a 72-game season. That could be the difference between, you know, making the playoffs or not making the playoffs. So, you know, if, uh, if one of these teams gets, you know, one or two guys or it starts going through the team, um, you know, they're going to be fucked. And their season's going to be fucked for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm just shocked that they're – there's, there's teams that are want to have fans in the stands. Like, certain states are allowing fans. Like, you can see it in the NFL, right? And, like, I I just don't understand the whole fans. I don't understand, like, not trying to get some sort of bubble like the MLB had where, you know, just keep the teams close so that they don't have to travel so far. Um just there's just more risk having to go from one spot to another across country, get on planes, do all kinds of stuff like that. I, I'll be shocked if the season gets in. I, I'm going to be honest with you right now. Um, now they are releasing their schedule in two sort of waves where they're releasing like the first half and they're not going to release the second half because they're waiting to see how many games they may have to uh, push back or, rescheduled due to covid so they kind of kind of were smart about that's, that yeah right? i'd say that's smart um yeah. they, they did release their christmas day uh schedule today or sounds like it anyways tentatively let me guess the raptors aren't playing and the celtics are playing you would be correct oh i knew it but the, the United States Typical. don't care about the Raptors. They, the TV deal... They're the Tampa Bay Raptors. What do you mean they're not playing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're not playing. So do you guys want to hear the matchups or what? Yeah, let's... let's Bring it on. Got? What do I got to look forward to? Okay, so you got... Starting at noon, we've got the New Orleans Pelicans at the Miami Heat. And then at 2.30, we got the Golden State Warriors at the Milwaukee Bucks. Followed by a 5 p.m. tip, we got the Brooklyn Nets at the Boston Celtics. At 8 p.m., we have the Dallas Mavericks at the Los Angeles Lakers. And then at 10.30, we have the Los Angeles Clippers at the Denver Nuggets. It's not a bad schedule, but, you know, maybe I would have liked to see the two L.A. teams play each other on Christmas. Just kind of... yeah. Nothing. Nothing really interests me in that. Uh, no. Well, may, maybe the Nets and the Celtics, if like Durant's back and everything. Steve Nash is the coach now there, so that could be something to watch. That'll be the one game I'd probably watch. And that's the first game. No, no that's, that's the yeah, third game. Third game there. I think second or third. Yeah, third game. So there's that. Fair enough. Hey, boys, boys, hold on a second. I gotta go take a shit. <laughs> you should shit yourself. Guys, guys, I think I did it. I shit myself. <laughs> luckily, luckily, producer Pat has hooked me up with a sweet deal on these ridiculously comfortable underwear that are three times softer than cotton, and they feature fun patterns. So I just threw out my shitty underwear and threw on me undies, and I may never take these things off. Simply go to getcomfy.in slash v slash into sports and stuff to check out check it out and save twenty percent off your first order. Check out the link in our show notes. Are you done shitting yourself now? 
<laughs> that was an awesome segue. I don't know if you guys. Oh man, I thought you really had to go take a shit. I was ready to put a, uh, a mark on the on the pod here. That was awesome. I, I thought you were going to. I was like, I was trying to signal, don't do it, but I didn't know if you could see me. Oh, that was that was brilliant, Jones. Who who comes up with this stuff? I don't know. Some guy does. Like, what are you eating? You're making me hungry. <laughs> Nothing, man. Don't worry about it. Fuck. Speaking of taking a shit, um, the Canadian World Juniors are currently in quarantine after a COVID outbreak within their uh, their team. Um, so the uh, entire team is, uh, is quarantined in Red Deer right now. 14 days, no on-ice activity, I don't believe. Um, no, no, no. They're all stuck in their hotel room. Yeah, they're supposed to have made a bunch of cuts, and but it doesn't sound like that's going to happen until they get back on the ice. There's some guys that hadn't even got on the ice yet, so it's going to be interesting to see what they, uh, you know, where they're at conditioning wise when the when the tournament finally comes around. Yeah, and they were talking about. I don't even know if Alexi Lafreniere is even there yet. Uh, there's a possibility he could be showing he's up. Not there yet. He hasn't. He hasn't said if he's going or not. But uh, okay. I think they have until the end of this week to determine whether he's coming or not. But it's still gotcha. a, a possibility. Yeah, he's probably got to quarantine with the team or. You know, get in the bubble somehow. So well, you, you think the Rangers? Would I think have they're to... carrying a bigger roster this year, though. Yeah, well, I you think got... they're allowed to for uh, COVID reasons, I would assume. But like, I think if they can all get there safely, the the COVID the co- like the bubble like they did in the NHL is going to work, right? I'm a little bit more skeptical now. Um, and it's not that I think that it's just that there's so many more cases now and there's so many more touch points inside and things happening that the chances of it getting in, I think are higher than they were during the NHL bubble. Um, no, I still think it can work. Um, but I don't know what they're going to do with regards to like hotel staff and, um, these people that typically go home at the end of the day, right? Like the guys that, that are working in the bubble that aren't really affiliated. They're not players. They, they go home at the, at the end of the day, how they, unless they have volunteers that are, are living in for the, the duration. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I guess that you make a good point. Um, I guess it'll be interesting. Well, the hard part is, so is getting the teams from Europe getting coming over. And you gotta rely, you gotta hope and rely that they're quarantining before they show up to Canada to play in this tournament. Well, because they're gonna have to, in Europe. It's really bad right now. They're gonna have to quarantine when they get here too, right? Like they're well, yeah. not gonna be exempt. Yeah, but all, you also don't quarantine. know what they're doing, like in Europe right now, and how they're yeah. going about. Yeah, but they're, they're testing. They're gonna be testing them before they go into the bubble, right? So it's gonna be they're gonna te- they're gonna quarantine. They're gonna test. They're gonna go in. They're gonna keep testing. Um. They're yeah. going to have seclusion within the hotel, ideally. So it's going to suck or damper things if uh, a European team comes in and they're they all got a they all got the COVID or something, and the whole team's got a quarantine for like. <laughs> I'd worry about the American team. Yeah, <laughs> I guess some damn Americans. Yeah, that damn Cole Caulfield. I bet you is coming with a full mouth of COVID. I, I'm just hoping nah, I that the tournament can get in. Like something I look forward to every year. And right now it doesn't look like the NHL is 
going to be starting up anytime soon. So I need some hockey back in my life. Yeah. QMJHL just shut down their season. Yeah. Um, they're not back till January. Yeah. Um, and the NHL and the NHLPA are trying to figure out some monetary, uh, get the, the monetary situation sorted out. Uh, I guess they, when they agreed to come back for the summer bubble, they agreed on monetary concessions for, um, you know, for, for the COVID recovery and they, they signed off and they signed an extension on the CBA and that was a big part of it. Yeah. Now the NHL has come back to them and say, we need to take further concessions. And the NHL is like, no, we knew these, we knew we were going to be where we were. That's why we took the concessions. We, we factored them early. So what are you, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, like I understand why, but in the same sense, I think, I think that the players need to realize that that these owners, you know, some of these teams are, I, I read today that there's a chance that a maximum of five teams right now that might not be able to make it out of uh, COVID, like with the money that they're losing and the money that they're going to have to pay their players. And there's five teams that could seriously not make it through this. And if you think about it that way, five teams is about 100 players, right? So that's 100 NHL players that are now going to take jobs, like better players are going to take jobs from uh, the not-so-good players on teams. And then they're going to, guys that are in the AHL are going to have a longer road, harder road, tougher road to get to, to make it to the NHL. And it's just going to be a ripple-down effect. So I think that everyone needs to stop and, consider all the options here right because it's it could be very bad for the nhl if they can't figure something out yeah and it's it's a no win for for either side like the players need to get their money they only have a limited limited career time so they're trying to take care of their livelihood you know the owners obviously they're not you know these guys aren't most franchises aren't a singularly run business. Like they have money elsewhere, but they're not interested in, uh, in losing money on their hobby. And, you know, so it's, it's such a weird situation there. You know, the one silver lining is that there is $500 million or $800 million or, you know, whatever the, the buy-in fee is for, uh, the Seattle franchise that's coming, um, at the start of next season. Yeah, I assume that's not going to be affected. I, I don't uh, think so, so. But there is that money, and either you know, either they can rely on that to you know maybe kick back some of the concessions that are being taken by the players, or the, you know the owners just you know rely on that to to make up for some of the dis, um, some of the issues, and you know maybe maybe they just need to look at further expansion within the next couple of years to. Uh, to make that money back as the owners, you know, maybe add two more teams at a, at a billion dollars a piece, you know, Quebec city and uh, Houston or something like that. And yeah, but you, you, still, gotta fi- <laughs> you still gotta find those teams to put in the money, right? Like COVID's taking a lot of money away from businesses right now. And to say that someone's someone in Quebec or wherever, is going to kick out a billion dollars to get an NHL franchise. That's 
it's a lot of money that you're hoping that people have as pocket change, basically, right? Because who knows how long they could be without fans in the stands and getting that revenue. Well, here's the thing: not everybody, not everybody's losing money over COVID, right? There, are, there are there are businesses that are thriving that are you know turning record profits. Jeff Bezos could probably sneeze a billion dollars to buy a <laughs> to buy a hockey team. Yeah, but you have to find um, someone the Rockets to owner buy, has money. He's looking to. He's been looking at a hockey team. So, I, I think there's money there. Yeah, they could, they could figure I, something out. I, I just think that you know you you really got to think about it because, like I said, if you're going to be losing five teams due to this, you're not going to find five people that are going to want to buy these franchises, especially if they're losing money, right? So, yeah. you got to be. You got to be a little careful here when you're the players too. And, you know, it's not like they're not going to be getting their money that they've signed their contract for. It's just deferring the money longer is the issue. Well, I, I don't think they want the owners want to defer it. I think they want the, they want to roll back. Uh, I think, I think it was, I heard it was deferred money. They want to defer Instead of deferring twenty percent of their contracts this year, they want to defer up to fifty percent of their contracts to future seasons. So it would take them longer to pay them, but they're still making their money. Got it. Yeah, and then there's guys like the Leafs have like fifty million in bonuses or something like that that they can't defer. So there's something about something that there's. Yeah. Talk about how they complicate things or, or that complicates things or something like that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting anyways. Who knows what's going to happen with the NHL. All I know is they haven't talked in a couple weeks now, so. I think they're they're just talking internally, the two sides. Yeah. It sounds like Fear and uh, Batman had a brief conversation sometime in the last week, but nothing, no. Well, you hope they figure this out soon in the next couple of weeks. Considering they want to start sometime in January. Well, I think, to be honest, it, it, the the middle ground might be something like uh, the posturing that MLB did, where you kind of just wait the players out and then you get them to agree to a real like short season. So you know maybe they maybe they agree to like a, a lockout, shortened 40, 45 game season um, to save uh, to save on salaries, right? Like. They're going to get prorated salary. It's not going to be the full dollar for dollar. So, if you get your, they take their seventy five percent prorated at forty games instead of, you know, fifty percent prorated at seventy games. You know, is that is that going to be, you know, for the owners, does that maybe make a difference? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I guess we'll soon find out, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Should we get into our rare stakes? I think it's about that time. Jackpot. Uh, how did we do last week, boys? Uh, I went two and two again. I also went two and two. I went three and one. Look at you, big winner. <laughs> I would have been four and zero, oh, but the fucking Rams fucked me out of a lot of. Just ruined my Sunday. Yeah, no fucking shit. The Rams fucked me over too. I don't remember who fucked me over. I just went two and two. That's all I know. I think it. 
I want to short s- memory. No, I, I think you went zero and four. No, I didn't go zero and four. Fuck you, Kudo. Because I, <laughs> I think the only two games I won were the same ones I had as you and Hosker. Oh, okay, that makes um, sense. And then who would have who would have fucked me over? I know it was the over in the Chiefs Bucks game. It was like fifty six, and it didn't hit. And the fucking cards, the goddamn fucking cards, fucked me over. And that stupid personal foul that they gave on that defensive back when he was hitting Cam Newton before Cam Newton was out of bounds and gave him an extra 15 yards to kick the game-winning field goal. Oh, yeah. That's what screwed me over. Right there, the cards. Well, it wasn't going out. It was a headshot. It wasn't the... uh... That was a stupid call. Well, he did hit him in the head, though, I think. Oh, I agree. Grow I concur. I'm a grown ass man. I'm for <laughs> You come after me. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, Hoss, the kicker's off. Hoss, you're the winner. You lead, you lead us off. Yeah, Hoss, you lead us off. All right, I'll set the pace. Uh, so I got three Sunday games and uh, one Monday game. Ooh, Monday. Ooh. Uh, I got the uh, the Pats plus one. At the Chargers, I got the Lions plus three at the Bears. I got the Colts minus three at the Texans, and I got the Bills minus two and a half at the Forty ers at Arizona. Very good. Go um, ahead, Kudo. All right. Well, since I have two, just like uh, me and Haas agree on two of them. Anyways, I'm going again with the spread points. And I got the Titans at a minus six against the Browns. I got the Colts at a minus three against the Texans. I got the Packers at a nine and a half against the Eagles. And then I also have the Bills at a minus two and a half against the 49ers. And those are my rare stakes for the week. Oh, let's go. All right, here we go. Here goes nothing. I am going to go with the Saints, minus three, at the Falcons. Then I'm going to take the over 48.5 in the Rams-Cards game. This way the Cards can't screw me. I'm just, just going with the points. I'm not going to take them not taking the spread. They can still screw you. Uh, they're probably going to, but, you know. Then I'm going to take the over 46 and a half in the Packers Eagles game because, well, Aaron Rodgers is probably going to throw for three or four touchdowns. Uh, Aaron Jones is probably going to run in two or three, two or three times. So uh, there's your like 48 points right there. Carson Wentz is going to throw a hail mary um, late in the game. Oh yeah, he's going to do that too. They're going to run unblocked for two, um, just to fuck that line for you. Yeah. And then I'm going to jump on the same train as all you boys, and uh, I'm going to take the Bills minus two and a half. Bills Mafia, what up? I think this is the first time we've ever all had uh, all been on the same game. I think so. Yeah, but it's, so it's hard because, you know, there's a couple games that are still off the board. You know, I, w- I would like to take Pittsburgh over the football team, but I don't know what the spread's going to be. Yeah. Um, I would <laughs> personally take the Cowboys over the Ravens because, you know, it's just the Dallas Cowboys in their next world. So, it kind of limited my my picks right there. 
I don't know. They pissed me What's off. What's it like living in that next world? Uh, you know, it's great. We're uh, it's fantastic. We're planning for next year. We've got we've got the parade route already figured out for next year, so that's all that matters. Yeah, once we get Dax signed up. Is Mike McCarthy the conductor? Uh, he's the parade leader. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Alrighty, you guys got anything else? Well, I do want to say one last thing, and that is happy birthday to Larry Walker. Yes, that's right. Larry Walker, a great Canadian boy, great ball player, and a hell of a goaltender back in the day as well. All world listener. Yeah. That can't be confirmed. (laughs) Well, I'd like to uh, thank everyone for joining us for our 27th episode. We really appreciate all the love and support. Please give us a follow on Instagram at Into Sports and Stuff. Check us out on Twitter at Into Sports Stuff. No and in that one, where we fleet our rare steaks. Feel free to send us your personal picks of the week and let us know any topics you want us to talk about on the show. Check out T Public and Me Undies. They're very comfortable in the show notes. Not as shitty ones, though. No. <laughs> uh, and don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe in your podcast player choice. And we'll see you next week and we'll get into sports and stuff. Producer Pat, hit the music. Bye. Hi, Bubba. The time is in. Game time.